Welcome to Kashmir on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler. And tonight we have a very special guest from Chicago. I don't know what's going on in Chicago, but I know what's going on over here. And <coughs> sorry. And uh, it's going to be a very exciting evening, but uh, hopefully what we do early will be more, is also exciting. Uh, I have Rabbi Turkeltaub from, uh, from Chicago. Is he there? Is he on the air? Yes, I am. You are very good. Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Sholem. Rabbi Mordechai Turkeltaub from uh, Chicago. Now, Rabbi Turkeltaub, you your Hashkocha worked together with Rabbi uh, with Chaim uh, Goldzweig. You, uh, this is... Uh, Correct. You, have you been doing this... You, uh, you told me today you were working for 40 years in Kashrus. Was it always with Rabbi, uh, with, with Rabbi Goldzweig? He basically introduced me to Kashrus. He's actually responsible for my shidduch as well. So oh, my relationship nice. with him starts from way back. Um, yes, even though I had worked before um, somewhat in kashas and, and while I was learning in yeshiva, most of what I know and most what I've learned from and most what I've gleaned from is from Rabbi Goldfrey. Well, you, you, you got the top. Rabbi, when I entered Kashrus, I mean, right. I never really did Hashkocha, but when I entered the whole area of Kashrus, and I was doing the magazine starting from the beginning, his name was like, he was the king. Uh, he, because they, they didn't have anybody in those days who had a strong knowledge of ingredients, uh, uh, the uh, chemistry, ingredients, production. He was the top man in the industry. And they decided that it got so it was so important. This man, he was working with the OU. It was so important that they decided that they want to clone him. Now they couldn't clone him, so they uh, but they wanted to glean all that information because he had it in his head, he had it in his fingertips, but he wouldn't have it written down in a in a book. So they decided to. to I, I, I believe this is the story that I heard. Maybe you, maybe you heard differently, but that Rabbi Zisha Blech was working together with him for years ago. And he was learning a lot of the information, and he was uh, working with the OU, and hopefully that he would have been helpful to the OU on that. And they eventually went on his own. I mean, that's how I understood it. Maybe you understand differently. Well, but there, there were there were a number of other people as well. Um, one one of the people that's been uh, that, that basically is also on the top of the Kasha's wall. His name is Rabbi Avi Jurovel. Oh, of course, uh, from Unsi, who who. Uh, Directly, indirectly, had some shackles with Rabbi Goldsuk as well, and learned a lot from Rabbi Goldsuk. It so happens Rabbi Jurovel uh, is a brother-in-law to Rabbi Chaim Schmelzer's hotel. Rabbi Chaim Schmelzer was a was very, very close with Rabbi Goldsuk all the years, and and a number of other people uh, throughout the decades that um, got close to Rabbi Goldsuk learned a tremendous amount from Rabbi Goldsuk. Now, you mentioned yeah. that he had his information in his fingertip, but he was also known to have, to have all the information in his pockets. <laughs> he always had bulging pockets. <laughs> um, it's unbelievable. He knew exactly what piece of paper to find and where uh, to illustrate a very interesting episode. One, uh, I work also with the Badatsi Shalim, and um, one of my visits to the office there, uh, they knew that I had shackles with Rabbi Goldstruck in Chicago and all that. They told me a story that he came to visit them in their office. 
And the people in the front office had no idea who you are. <laughs> you looked like a mashulah with a pocket <laughs> bulging, this and that, until the vendor came and he saw that they left Rabbi Goldsack standing there waiting for him. <laughs> he said, Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Goldsack, what's he to do, Steiter? And they were mamish, like they couldn't believe this is the Rabbi Goldsack that everybody, anyone in Kashas, anyone <laughs> that claims to be in Kashas, they never heard the name Rabbi Goldsweig is not really cautious. Right, right. You know, you know, I, I, I was, you know, it's very humorous when you say, I enjoy it very much. First of all, people who listen to my show, they don't know who this Rabbi Binder is. Rabbi Binder is the, for the dots of the Eid Haredes, he is their maven on ingredients and chemistry, etc., etc. And I remember meeting him, he was a young, young man. So when he, met, when he saw Rabbi Goldswag, he was a young man, he was just starting into the field. And, That's and, right. And, but he knew this was the top man. When he came to an event, we would, he would be at something, an ACO meeting, or some meeting at the OU, or something, wherever I was sitting, and he would, he would speak, and they would say, they would say let's ask Rabbi Goldswag. I mean, absolutely the top man in the industry. Amazing. And, and a, a walking encyclopedia. Other yeah. yoyim, a walking encyclopedia. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Should feel, we should feel well, get back to things. Uh, yes. l- let me ask you this. I don't know much about what his hashkachas are, so we're going to just start from square one. You, uh, you're talking about hashkachas that you have locally there in, in Chicago. All, everything is in Chicago? <coughs> no, some of them are locally in Chicago. Uh, he obviously has worked for the decades that he's worked in Karshus with many other organizations. So um, I've worked with him with different organizations as well, and especially once it became difficult for him to do traveling, he would send me to uh, those uh, those places to, to to work on whatever projects needed to be worked on. Now, now, just just to understand a little bit, because I know the the differences between different people who are working for the OU or other organizations. Rabbi Goldswag, a certain amount was independent. You're saying that he was that he was no, he was a salaried person from the OU, and the OU basically the OU um, relied upon the opinion of Rabbi Goldswag to do whatever they need to do. And anyway, so what are the hashkachas? What kind of types of hashkachas are we talking about that that you work with? So, uh, um, uh, obviously, lo- locally, um, there happens to be a, a mishpacha who the uh, they granted them not only that Baruch Hashem uh, they're learning as well, but um, in uh, in Ashiras as well, and they decided uh, when when their father was nifter approximately close to twenty years ago. So they wanted to give back something to the community, and they happened to be into the hotel business and etc. They had bought a retirement home that they decided to take the conference center of the retirement home to make a hostess for people that serve the community to clean and etc. And they had approached Rabbi Goldzweig, plus another Rob in Chicago, this is the Trevor Rever of Eisenstein, asking them to... Um, to give them a to the chasinus that they would uh, make chotzi b'chinim to the people that are in the Kurdish. I was then approached by Goldsack to administer that ashkocha for him, and uh, how can I say no in view of the fact that this is mamish a situation of Tzachetzibur? Been working with them for over 20 years on that. This is, as far as Chicago is concerned, in Chicago itself, 
this is one of the main things that I do. And as I mentioned before, I've worked with him with different Ashgachas in traveling to different places to make sure that those things that he set up years ago are followed and to, to, to the way that he set it up. And basically, Baruch Hashem, in view of the fact that I had a good rabbi, um, I, I hope I serve him well. Well, give us an idea. And I've traveled. I'm sorry, go yes. ahead. Would you say? I'm it sorry. so happens that my personal background is that I was born in South America, actually in Brazil. So besides my native tongue being Portuguese, I've also learned Spanish and several other languages. So going to some of these places where um, having a command of a language outside of English um, facilitates the, the, the keeping of the standards of cautious that I go to expect. Um, having had smicha from, uh, from Tal's yeshiva and being a Talmud Muvik from, uh, from one of the Rabbanim here in Chicago who was already in Dolom Amos, his name is Rabbi Carno. I uh, developed, uh, the, the ability to be able to, to, to take the Eridea and to match that with modern technology, equipment and etc. in facilitating the setting up of companies the very same way that Regolzik would, would have done in many, many years. You're, you're alluding to the unique uh, aspects of his hashkocha. Can you give us a little bit of an idea? Not necessarily what somebody else does. We don't know what everybody does, but give us an idea right. of, what, of what kind of things he made you sensitive to, which you think are, may even be unique, and if they're not unique, at least they're, they're something that it's worth our people listening to. Well, um, he he was known by some people. I'm obviously, I'm not, not not only not being from America, but not having not, not not being familiar with the TV shows. But apparently, there was a TV show by the name of Colombo, where you think that there's this fellow that doesn't really understand what's happening. Whatever it be, whatever he'll be shown, that's what he sees. He had the ability to walk through a company and smell certain things. Of what is not being not being shown, and based on that, oh, what can I see? What's over here and what's over there? And obviously, Siatich Shmai helps a lot. And through that, somehow, be able to smell out certain things that could possibly be a problem. Um, and, and by doing that, basically, you have a thorough uh, knowledge of what is happening in each and every company, ingredients-wise. Um, trying to figure out for what is not being shown, but on the other hand, seeing certain things and knowing that if you have this, that means we need to see X, Y, and Z in order to make that, and he's not being shown that, that means, oh, wait a minute, um, where is this and where is that? Mm. What do you mean, where is that? Well, if you have this product, that means that you have to have these particular ingredients that make up this product. Where is it? What do you mean? Well, obviously, if you have this, how do you make it? Let's go through this. Well, let's look at the formula. We'll see that you're using um, these, these following ingredients that will make up to make this product. And, and it's just unbelievable how from an appearance of a person that perhaps, oh, it's just a rough who knows what, unbelievable, that, that knowledge of ingredients and what it takes to make up products what 
he would need to see in view of the fact that he's seen all these products there. I'm trying to get. I appreciate that story, and I and and I understand it very well, especially when you're talking about again. I I see him in front of me, and 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 how he appeared to people. They wouldn't have definitely would not have known that he was that he was aware on that level. And also, I think it's very important for our listeners to understand that the average person who goes into as a mashkiach walks into a factory, even if he's a a fairly qualified mashkiach. I mean, there are levels and levels, but fairly qualified mashkiach, he's given a list of things that he has to look for. It's a Schedule A. And he has to look for these things, and this is supposed to be there, not supposed to be there. But the kind of, but the, but the level that we're talking about, Rabbi Turkeltab, about Rabbi, Gold, Rabbi Goldswig, is a different level, because he's talking about not asking, is this here or is that there, or look at the things in front of me, but to ask the questions for for what's not in front of me, how did it get here, and what, what did you do to produce this, etc. That is a different level of sophistication. But but I wanted to know how his hashkachas, I don't want to say different than anybody else, but you felt that, you know, you kept saying his standards. Give me an idea of, of some of the things that you you, were, you put into practice, you feel are his standards, which maybe, maybe not everybody else does. Maybe some things that we should learn about. <clears throat> Again, m- most of them has to do with uh, what it, what is not shown to him, knowing that it has to be there, and therefore, what are the ramifications to other things that may be produced in the same facility? How is it compatible one with the other? Having that vast knowledge of ingredients, um, then he would know. Wait a minute! If a product like this is being made here. How in the world is it that we can have a standard of kashas the way it's supposed to be if what it takes to make this, these products are these ingredients that may be questionable? So you, you, have, you, you got that ability, or he set them up, or set up these plans before you? He set it up, and those people that learned from him, um, Baruch Hashem, have learned what to look for and what to expect and what to assume in, in, and not just taking words for it. Give us an example. And, uh, and one of one of the biggest one of the biggest things is, um, whenever he wherever he wherever he went and wherever he goes, regardless of the type of people there are, he had this ability to befriend people. And when you befriend people, uh, perhaps guards are down, meaning to say people that would uh, think. Perhaps to um, not to show everything that they would like to see, but that that melts right away when 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 you speak with them. And after a ten minute conversation, he's like your friend. Now, how can I let down my friend? And through that, he had the ability. He has the ability to to find out what he needs to find out in order to make sure that cautious is what it should be. Share with us a story or two about. Some of the times when you, when things weren't, you know, the way they should have been. <clears throat> well, um, I did have one. I had many stories, but one of them in particular. Um, it's a little bit of a bittersweet uh, situation. I happen to have been um, out sent by a certain ashkafa to a place, and um, I was told about whatever it is about that place and whatever I was sent to do, I was told 
I have to put a chasima in every label that I do. And um, well, how did you put so a chasima? It's a sort of a seal. What, what, what kind of a chasima? No, sign the label. Oh, sign the label. Okay. Sign the labels. So depending on the number of labels, I remember at that time, uh, one of my sons was learning in Eretz Sometimes we're talking about quite a number of labels. So I, I ordered from Eretz a Actually, um, if they told me I have to put a chasima, I decided, and then based, again, on that which I learned from my goal, so I, just putting a chasima is not enough because a chasima could be copied. And therefore, I, I learned from him, if you're going to put a chasima, date it. Ah, okay. So I, I went and I bought a dater stamp from Inertia Straw that I would put together with my chasima. And I warned the company, you should know that if you think about copying this, you better know how to change dates too. But obviously the company either didn't believe me, whatever the case is, came one point in time that all of a sudden, actually two years later, Imashgif calls me up, he says, how can we date your signature of two years before? Mm, mm, mm. So I told Imashgif, listen here, and this was an industrial product, which usually there's a data manufacturing. So I told them, listen, go look at a data manufacturing, see if the dates match. Mm. Obviously, it didn't match. You know, it was very clear. Um, obviously, they lost Dashgocha, and uh, that's a story unto itself. Um, they tried to threaten me, but Baruch Hashem, I learned from our goal to like, don't be intimidated. You're working for Davis, the Davis the takes care of you. And they threatened you sometime later. Or they threatened you physically or, well, or yeah, economically? Well, they threatened. They threatened that if I don't forget about it, I'll be sorry. Oh boy! And I told them, "Go ahead. What do you want to do? Shoot? Go oh, shoot! People are relying on me for cautious, and you think you can intimidate me? I guess I'm not intimidated too easily, especially not being a Talmud of Rabbi Goldstein. It, that's not relevant." The point is that sometime later, supposedly, this company was sold, and they applied again for Ashgoha. I remember I happened to also be a mile. I was out of town to do a bris. I get a call from Reverend Gold. said, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, he says, I'm not sure. He said, you come, I need you to come with me someplace. And by the way, Reverend Gold said, to travel the world over. Right. And many, many a times, besides Ashgoha, um... It's unbelievable how many people relied on him. You may have been on the other side of the world. If you needed something done, he would call me up. He'd say, can you do me a favor, go someplace, whatever, drop an envelope. He'd call me from the other side of the world and do that. Anyways, he calls me up, uh, and he tells me we're going to a plant. I asked him, can you tell me which plant we're going to? He tells me the name of the plant. I said, listen, Bustafakas. <laughs> Enough I can snappers from that place. So no, I want you to go there with me. And he starts to go through the plant. Obviously, they wanted to show him what they wanted to show him. On his own, he knew, oh, wait a minute, let me go into here, let me go into there. And obviously, he found stuff that, he sh- that shouldn't be there. And every everything, the answer was, oh, well, that's my father. You know, like the old company, all that. I thought it was sold. I thought it was a new company. In other words, he found out in no time at all. Well, damn, everything is the same. It didn't fly. 
So this is the ability that he had somehow, and obviously Siata Dishmaya. And by the way, he told me many times there was a person, this is way before me, by the name of Rabbi Rosenberg, sure, who was basically the one that started. Know you. He That's... said that what he, right, what he learned from Kashas, he learned from Rabbi Rosenberg. Rabbi Rosenberg taught him the way this is how Kashas should be done. Right. And Baruch Hashem, I guess he took from there, spend upon it. And I guess those Talmudim that have learned from Rabbi Goldswag are taking the same derech, known to be Rabbi Goldswag, but I'm sure they learn from that to continue on. And it's amazing that that a person without a college education, without this That's and right. that, can go ahead and master a field the way the likes of almost nobody else could possibly do. Our encyclopedia right. of chemistry Unbelievable, right. all in his head. Right, unbelievable. I, I wanna, and I, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned about Rabbi Jurovo because I'm very close with him. He was my mentor a little bit when I started the Kashas field. But I want to, I want to tell you a story which he tells, which is amazing. He was working at that time. Talk about Rabbi Jurovel. He was working at that time for yeah, okay. KAJ and uh, that was Broyers. And at that time, that they, they they were concerned because Broyers did shchita. And then, then what happened was afterwards it went to a secondary market, was bought by distributors, and then it was sold to individual stores. There was a direct line, and that's what I started buying from directly from that. There was a direct line from the Shrita that Breuer's itself sold through its own stores that it certified. Schill Brothers in Manhattan was the one that I used, and that was the only the only two stores I believe that were selling Breuer's uh, products that were. Directly from the the production to the uh, to the, uh, to, the to the store, everyone else is buying from distributors, and they found that there was a lot of tongues coming out. And as Rabbi Jurovel loves to say, he says, "How many tongues can a, you know the animal have?" Oh, man, no, you know, I have right. So you know it, 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 it doesn't make sense. Always, everybody's got a tongue for yomta, so they decided to check it out. So he has two children. And the Zangazunt, and the, and these two children were kids then. And he said, "Here are the little, little the little plumbers we're going to use this week. I want you to make a little krechs on him on them, a, a tiny tiny krechs. Take a knife and scrape away a drop, but it should be very very little. It should be enough that I could recognize it, but it shouldn't be enough that somebody will say, hey, this is scraped off. You got to make it very very slight." So they made it, and he checked it through, and each one of them was checked. They did, I think, a thousand. And that was what we are going to use for the week. He says, don't you know that there were tongues coming out that didn't have the little things, you know, taken off, right. scratched off? So that that's, you know, it's it's amazing how, they, how people will try to cheat. And your case is fantastic with the date stamp. And they, and they even warned them. And they still didn't have so, the understanding. Other yam, other yam, even even places that I have full confidence in them, I always put a date. I always put a date, and it's a safeguard. Right, right. It's not only safeguard, but obviously, if, if someone has to go through that many more steps in order to be able to do something, whether and the Rebotzik did the same thing. Whether the letters that I have to issue I, I involve Nashkofas in tracking and all that. All my letters are dated. You want a copy? You're going to get caught. I'm going to uh, just make, have a little break for two few things we have to do, and we'll get back to you in a minute. 
First of all, I want to let my listeners know that we uh, have these programs for ladies, for vegetable inspection training, uh, how to do these, uh, check vegetables for your home, the, you know, the lettuce and different vegetables that people use in the house that, that need checking. If you're interested in the program, it's on a Mote Shabbos. I'd like to say this Mote Shabbos, I don't know what the weather will be like. We, we had to cancel last week because of the snow. We don't know how this snow is going to settle down. But if you want to sign up, you have to call us, and the sooner the better. Call and leave your uh, information, your, your, your contact information, your telephone number. Call 718-336-8544 to join the next program, whenever it will be, and we'll let you know. So again, 718-336-8544, a program for women, for the house, for general uh, inspection and preparation of your vegetables. 718-336-8544. And now I'm going to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, which is Glotmark, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. When you think of Glotmark, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. I'm not going to talk about, uh, the, right now, <laughs> the convenience of, of the parking, because I don't think anyone's been parking for a few days over there. But if you are... Nearby, Glotmart at 1205 Avenue M, and you need to get something in the next couple of days, it's a great place to shop. So let me just give you an idea of some of the things that are available right now uh, at the on sale at Glotmart. That means effective tonight, if you can still get out. Tomorrow, if you're stuck with some things, and you want to buy, so you, or you get closer to Shabbos and you're stuck, so let me give you a few ideas of what's available over there. There's a family pack rib steak at 11.99 a pound. Silver tip roast at ten ninety nine a pound, and uh, the takeout from Sunday to Wednesday, which is something you might want to take advantage of, is a rotisserie chicken with one pound of side dish or salad. It's eleven ninety nine. That's Sunday to Wednesday, and of course, if you're interested in the Friday Shabbos special, it's twenty four ninety nine. But that's uh, serving for four people, and uh, some ideas of what other things are on sale right now. I can just tell you. Tilapia, three twenty nine a pound. And that's not that's not regular tilapia. That's breaded already. It's dug him breaded tilapia, three twenty nine a pound. Uh, Kellogg's uh, raisin bran cereal. People use that, two ninety nine. Camac crispy bake, one oh nine. Snapple, one ninety nine. A uh, few other items. The um, what else would be interesting? Feigl's melt away babka, three forty nine. It's another item. Ah, Haola American Cheese is at twelve ninety nine, And those are some of the items you have at, on sale at Glotmart. And at Glotmart, the uh, quality of the meats is A1, with kosher certification for both the Star K and Vatakashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor. At Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M, meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, Tell them you heard about Glotmart on Cautious on the Air over J-Root Radio. And now, without further ado, we're going to get back to our special guest, Rabbi Turkeltaub, from the Chicago area, who does hashkachas for Rabbi, Go- Rabbi Goldswig, uh, and uh, has telling some interesting stories. And if you'd like to speak to him directly, you can call us at 718-683-5858, and we'll put you on 718 683 I don't have the ability to see the texting, so you can call us. Oh, we can text? Okay. So then if you want to text, you could text us at 347-927-8398. But otherwise, you call us at 
683-5858. Is somebody waiting on there? Listen to the person, the first person waiting. Hello, you're on the air. Can we help you? Hi, um, I have a question. Um, I was in a takeout store and I was eating for a salad and this, the guy lady that was doing the salad, she, she went to put on her glove. She glue, she blew into the glove in order to put it on. And, and then she didn't even use any utensils. She just used her gloves to mix the salad and not that it's not only clean. Is it like a cautious, um, a problem in cautious? Well, I don't think it's cautious, but she blew into the things. Are you, are you are you worried about that? They blew inside. Yeah. Well, she didn't touch the food directly, right? Was this was this she a did. fresh she, glove? No, she didn't use anything. She put she blew into the glove, and she just mixed the salad with her hands. But she put the gloves on, no? Right, but she blew on it. All right, so I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't sound okay. Uh, you, you so what are you concerned about blowing into the gloves? I'm just I'm just curious if it's like a problem with Hashras. So what problems would there be? What? So l- let's think about it. What what would it be a problem? Is I don't know. Is it a problem with the, her breast? Maybe the ear went around the glove. Okay. And why would the ear be, be, be a problem? Because it's like... Do we breathe? Animal. Don't we breathe air? Yeah. You don't think about air being... Or, uh, breathing air to be a cautious problem, would you? No, but she's a guy, so okay. she doesn't... Okay, so if, if for example, let's say this would be a fleshy salad, right? Uh-huh. And he, she just uh, was drinking a hot chocolate milk or a hot coffee with milk, and she'd be blowing in there, then maybe you would say, wait a minute, uh, we have a hot chocolate, and she's blowing... And maybe some droplets of the hot chocolate she just drank would go in there. But otherwise, we don't we don't boil our our mouths for Pesach, for example, <laughs> thinking, wait a minute, our mouths may have comets in there, right? Well, yeah. I'll tell you, for Pesach, for Pesach, we would get a little nervous. Some of the workers for Pesach are chewing gum and eating things. No, I understand, but, but I'm saying as far as air, if your concern is air, <laughs> would be a problem. If your concern is um, hygiene. That's a very big problem. Yeah. How have I? That could be the worst in the hygiene area. Right. Thank you very much. Right. We got a whole bunch of questions coming. Thank you very much for calling. We have a whole bunch of questions. Go ahead. Thank you. Have a good day. Hello, you're on Cassius on the air. Go ahead, please. Yes, uh, about a uh, week or two, I don't remember exactly. You talk about instead of using raisins, there's something craisins. What does that mean? Craisins is, is, uh, is from a... Is from a uh, uh, from a cranberry. It's cranberry. It's a cranberry. Right, and they make it in a way that it's similar tasting and texture to the raisin. It's not, not a raisin. It won't taste like a raisin, but it works great, and people like it. It's people basically, it's a, it's a cooked, dried raisin that's mixed with some corn syrup or some other sweetener to be like, uh, like a raisin. And that's the cranberry industry saying, wow, this is another way for us to increase sales. Right. Cranberries from cranberries? Yes, cranberries. Cranberries. Who, 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 who sells this? Which action is this? And no, no, who no, no. Anybody. Anybody can give us shkoch on it. Yeah, I understand. But who's, I don't ever saw such a bride. That's what I'm asking. Who is no, the, 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 which company makes it? No, no, no. Anybody could make it. Craisins is, is it doesn't, isn't owned by a company, I believe. I believe it's op- it can be anybody. They even have it with a t-shirt extra replacement. Yeah. 
Okay. Any store, any store you go into will find it. Thank Don't you go very tonight much. to the stores, but if you can go to the stores, you ask the cravings, you'll find many of them. That's right. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you very much. Call to Thank you. Go ahead. You're on Cassius on the air. Can we help you? Are you talking to me? Yes, you're on the air. Okay. Uh, regarding the tongues, too many tongues came from the from the slaughterhouse, from the butcher. I have a good story for you. Go ahead. We'd love to hear it. Yes. Uh, they came and delivered 100 cows with 400 tongues with the same same shipment. <laughs> so they were wondering, how could it be? So the guy said, Ki Meshamash Bedalot Lashoinis. Oh, okay. That, that the word key, <laughs> you got it? Yeah, I got it. You yes. explain it. Yes. You said the word key, the way Rashi explains it, there's four different so right, ways. He's a cow in Yiddish. Right. In Yiddish, it said key. Every right. key has four tongues, so that's here for the head, 400 tongues. Right. Very good. Now, okay. And I enjoy it very much, the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Right. Good evening. Thank you. Bye. Call to stay, stay dry. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Um, yes. Um, our family wants to know, if um, do you have to check for sunflower seeds? Bugs. Bugs. Rabbi, you want to talk about sunflower seeds? Um, as, far, as far as I know, I mean, obviously, any, any nut could be, um, if, if you don't see that they're chewed in any way, I don't think that... Uh, some flower seeds are known to be muzuk betulayim, to, to, to have to be buggy. You, but on the you, other you, hand, sometimes you do see that they have uh, that their their gouges within the nut. Right. Then you have to be concerned whether or not um, uh, there's insect infestation in them. Right. It's not so prevalent. Right. They're very very important. He explained it clearly. Uh, first of all, I want to recommend to you, if you don't have it in your house, that your family goes out and buys Rabbi Vaya's book. Because it explains and shows pictures of every single possible food you could imagine and just what the story is. And it's not just for Israel, it's for America too. It's clearly marked, this is for Israel, this is for America. I want to just tell you, Rabbi Turkeltaub said it clearly, that yes, if you see that there's a little, like breaks in it, cracks, and and, and they look like they could have been nibbled or whatever, yes, then insects did get possibly get in and, and, and lay eggs or whatever it is. Otherwise... You don't have to make the assumption. Some people uh, check a certain number of them. I, I would suggest you look in the book. I don't have Rabbi Vaya's book in front of me. But as far as, uh, in general, nuts, you know, cashews are a big problem. Other nuts are issues sometimes. But I would suggest you look in the book to get the exact details. Thank you for the call. Okay, fine. Thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're on cashews on the air. Can we help you? Yes. I'd like... I'd like to know about the, the cereal, cream of wheat. Is it permissible to you? We lost her. Hello? Okay. Why, why, are you know. concerned She's because of the word cream? Cream of wheat. Yeah, what's the problem? Are you, why, why I, don't, I think it has the O-U-O-O. O, o, well, uh, I, I mean, I if, if it has the O-U-D, uh, I wouldn't use it. But I think I was uh, I was told it, 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 that it was had an OU. Right. Would you know anything about it? Right. The cream of wheat I, I, is not cream. I understand, but the question is: Are you concerned because of the word yes, cream? Am I what? Uh, yes, that's a problem. Yeah. What 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 is your concern because of the word cream? Yeah, I no, okay. I I don't think it has cream. So, Otherwise, I wouldn't even look at it. No, of course it's not. not. Of course not. Rabbi, Wink, Rabbi Winkler, go ahead and yeah, uh, the explain. cream of wheat. 
is just a way of describing the quality of the wheat that, 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 we're, that you're being given. It's, it's a way of saying chelev chito in Hebrew. It doesn't mean that it is chelev, and this doesn't mean that this is cream. There is no cream in cream of wheat. It's just a, ty- a description of the wheat that you have. The, it, it's a regular OU, and it is, it is 100% parva. Okay. Okay. Thank you very they much. They take the cream. They take the wheat and they take the inner part of the wheat and they finally grind it. Grind it, and that's why they call it cream of wheat. I see. I see. Okay. Very good. Thank, Thank you, you for that description, Rabbi. You're very good. <laughs> Go ahead. Next call. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Uh, yes, I'd like to pose a question to Rabbi Turgotov. Go ahead. Yes. Okay, I'd like to know uh, one or two of the most difficult hashkachas that you've done and what you've done to be able to uh, take care of those hashkachas. Uh, obviously, I recognize the person that I'm speaking with. He's been a father of mine for many, many years, and we've discussed many times many issues. Um, nothing is difficult as long as you put your mind to it to to do things the right way. Um, you, you come to a situation, you try to work, and hopefully you have siyata deshmaya, and the rest works. Whether it's things that, for example, we've worked at, uh, lately with trucking in making sure that uh, the trucking, you know, uh, liquid transport um, is followed in a way that you know that whatever prior loads there are, uh, are nothing that compromises the cautious integrity of the of, of the tanker, and if they do haul things that are questionable, to set up systems of washing those things and monitoring to see that the tankers that go into different companies are indeed um, uh, that they do have that chain of custody in as far as cautious is concerned. Um, I've worked also in. In the area of meats, sometimes it ends up being very, uh, you know, you pull, you pull your hair sometimes to see to it that um, whatever standards um, were given, not not from today, but Shonen Kadmonia is followed, whether it's sneaker and et cetera. Unfortunately, there are a lot of coolers that have crept up in Nikar, which was, did not exist way before. And even though there's somebody that wrote the whole safer on uh, why it should be mutter and all that, we still have a problem of, of that at best, but worse, it would be a situation, I guess, at best. And therefore, it's very difficult to change the system of Nikur. So I happened to be involved in Chicago through Rabbi Goldsweig, obviously, with a particular butcher shop that they are, uh, they're Makbik Tuchutasaira, and on one hand, you say, wow, you know, the questions that I'm asked is like every day, and I say, Baruch Hashem, that I'm asked this question. And it's interesting, if I can say, there's one story um, that Mamash at the beginning of my working with that particular butcher shop, I once walked in, anytime there was any any Masha who different in the shipments that came in, they would have to point out to me. And that particular situation... They showed me a side of beef that all the simonim were perfect, only that inside, um, I guess in those places that they do mark inside the sloyas, um on the ribs, 
the Shachtim would cut out the day and the Parsha as a simon that they did a particular, a particular animal, those simonim had cut through. So the Balboa shows me, he says, listen, everything was fine, all the stamps and all the tags, but these cuts, I look at the cuts and I see these weren't accidental cuts, these were deliberate cuts. I said, this is a race. Well, I didn't and understand. I, I, to I, explain that. I didn't understand what you're saying. I, I, I know, I'm familiar with the, the general thing, that they, they did like three different simonim, and uh, they put tags and etc. And then they would put the day of the week and the, and the, the, the parsha and of the week. And the parsha. All right, they would cut. Right to, after they do bedika, right. the, tra- the, the boydik would go and cut out uh, the yoim and the parsha as, as, as the first simon that that behemoth, he did a bedika, and it passed inspection, as they say. Yeah, that I understood. But what was this thing about cutting through? Oh, so when 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 that side of beef came to that particular place, all the simonim were on okay, but there was some deliberate cuts, as if someone was trying to obliterate that inside simon. So as I look at it, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. You can see that there's an accidental cut, or that someone was trying to remove that simon for whatever reason it is. You mean to say that he might have thought that it really wasn't kosher and he had changed his mind? Oh, that, there, that there's something that maybe happened that someone decided, you know, I better take off what I what I what I cut. Mm-hmm. So I said, listen, and by the way, this is only half a behemoth. Uh, when the behemoth comes into uh, into the place that processes it. There's two halves because they cut the animal uh, vertically in half, and then they cut it again, uh, the, the, the front quarters from the hind quarters. So all the simonim on the outside, the stamps, the tags, everything else was perfect, besides inside. And as I look at it, to me, it wasn't just an accidental cut. It was a deliberate cut to remove that simon. Hmm. So now we need to find out. Um, and obviously, we're talking about within three days of Shrita because... We cash on three, three days of Shrita. Right. Called up the Shlachtas, they don't remember such a thing. Hmm. Okay? We should call the Rav Amasher. I personally, not to say that I don't respect the Rav Amasher, but the Rav Amasher sitting in a, in a shiva in the office, whatever the case is, what would he know what happened that particular day in the Shlachtas? And my suggestion to the Balabas was, you know, we can't use it. What happened to the other half, other yom, I don't know. It so happens that hours later, I got a call from the Shaykhah. The federal inspector remembered the story. Uh, when they were breaking the animal down the, you know, by the cooler, right. with the different parts, they found that one of the legs was broken. Mm. The aloha is at Nishbar Regal. Then the Shaykhah. At that time, the Shlachters had a policy they don't let the shaftim remove the stamps because it cuts into the meat, and therefore the goat was supposed to do that. So the sheikhat went and removed, made the cut to the simon for mark of his, and it slipped through the cracks, and that side of beef came to that. Hashem, siyate de shmaya, that I haven't have been there at the right time. Even if I wouldn't have been there at the right time, it's a place that, again, because there's so much with the chutasaira, they would not do anything until they ask me. And every single day that I'm there, they ask me questions. Or, Baruch Hashem, today with a cell phone, I can be in Timbuktu and I get the questions. 
And Baruch Hashem, as a result, as we see, people people were saved from eating tariff. Are they still doing nikur there in that store? That store, they still do nikur. They don't do as much nikur because they uh, today, unfortunately, most of the slaughterhouses are far out, and by the time it comes to to the store, it would be past three days. But it so happens that there's, there's a shlachtois, uh in one of the suburbs of Chicago, which has a very, very fine shvita. It so happens that the shachtim spend, uh, I guess, in uh, every other uh, every other Shabbat. Some of the other shachtim are here. I see them every Shabbos. I see them. I dabble with them. And we schmooze together. And I say, I this and that. Um, unbelievable Yari Shemayim. And and that's the that, that's one of the the shachtaizer that this particular um, sausage making place gets meat from. It, it's a challenge, but it's a challenge that if you put two things if you approach with your shemayim, and second, so you work on it. Nikur, unfortunately, a lot of the nikur is not what I would say is the way um, our zedas et cetera. So we work on it that at least the stuff that comes out from this particular facility is the way it should be. Rabbi, I'm going to ask you to thank you. I want to thank you, caller. I, I, when you have a um, no, we have a million questions. Many, one second. Thank, yeah. thank you very I, much, Rabbi Wickler. The, you the, have the an outstanding comment of Rabbi Goldzweig, who is a true representative of uh, what uh, Hashkaka should be today. Thank you very much for the All call. over the world. All over the world, Rabbi Brown. <laughs> Take <laughs> care. Thank Bye-bye. you for calling. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? Yes, thank you. First of all, I wanted to say thank you very much for coming out in this miserable, miserable oh, weather. Oh, it was not easy. <laughs> That's it was why not I say easy. thank you. I, you know, Hakara Satai, too. But Nissan is the one you got to thank, because he's, he's going to be even after I leave. He's, he's, the, he's the one who's the... Nissan is the... Nissan Lazari, who runs this radio station. Before, before, I, before I ask my question, I want to remind everybody that's out there, if you have an elderly neighbor, oh, please boy. try to help yeah. them shovel and look in on them and see if they're all right, especially in weather like this. Now for my question. Go ahead. My question oh, is... All That's it. Go, go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, please shovel the snow. One of the elderly shovel the yes. snow. This could, be, this could result in a heart attack. This is what I said. Okay, let, let's... This is what I meant by what I said. Cholesterol, Arabian, Zelazet. Yeah. We're all 100%. responsible for each other. Um, so my question is raisins. Is it... Mutter to eat raisins, or is it not mutter to eat raisins? That's, I can't Store ask a question raisins. like that. You have, you have a machlekas here. You have, you have, you see the packages. I mentioned raisin bread. You have your packages of, of from the OU. Okay, even the regular hashkachas. They're giving hashkacha on raisins. Whatever they do, they do. I don't have no idea what they do. Uh, there are other opinions that we don't uh, we, we, that we refrain from eating raisins at this present time because there are insects. The question is. Uh, there definitely are insects. The question is when they got in, and the amount of them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this is a, this is. If what I can just add, yes, if I can ahead. just add one small thing. Uh, do you have a rov? He's a, Rabbi Tukatab is asking you if you have a rov, ma'am. I'm not answering this question on the air. <laughs> okay. No, the point. My point is very simple. Obviously, you'll find many opinions. But it says in Kitiyavah, tells you, it's important for a person to have a rav to, to help you 
formulate your decisions of what is and what isn't. If right. you're going to go, if you're going to try to to grab every chumrah that everybody comes up, the Gemara uh, describes this particular person as whatever it is. If you rely on the rav, then this is the person you ask. Okay, there's a machloikas. People say this. People say that. How do I do it? Is it fair to call a program and say, uh, what about raisins after all? You have to ask your own rod. Not a problem. Will do. Thank you very, very have a good much. Evening. Have a good evening. Does he have, a safe tri- what? have a safe trip back home wherever you're going to. Thank you very much. I, I just want to uh, uh, ask Rabbi Turkeltow before we go to another caller. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about this, and I, I'd like to ask your opinion. I know some people were upset when I raised the question, but I still feel it's an important question. You know, we say, I say lecharav, and I say that on this radio show all the time. But on the other hand, Rabbanim don't have your 40 years of knowledge of kashras. Unfortunately, it is very true. Unfortunately, today, today in our world, we've become specialists. We become specialists. Uh, we don't have, we don't have a Ramosha Satsal. We don't have that type of a person that was an all-around person that he could ask. But the Rav, hopefully, the, 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 the advantage of a Selichar Rav is the Rav, what he doesn't know, is able to pick up a person that he, that pick up the phone to speak to a person that he feels comfortable with in order to give him direction for him to be able to, in turn, uh, guide the people that uh, rely on him. That's exactly what I, I tell people. And I want to, I'll just oh, tell you a story. Kivanti. And I'll tell you a story Barca that I, I propose of all of our discussion tonight, which I've mentioned, I think, on the radio before. That my Rebbe Zatzal, Avramasha Zimmerman Zatzal, he, he, he uh, when the hail of controversy came up 35, 40 years ago, so... I asked him, where can I eat meat? So he told me, a certain butcher, I don't mind mentioning it, Flom's, was in Williamsburg at the time, and he felt that that person had proper Masura on, on, on Nikur, and he had tremendous Ehrlichkeit, and he felt that person we could rely upon. And, and when I went to my Rebbe, my Rebbe didn't know Nikur, but he knew right. people. He knew, and, exactly. and when his son, exactly. when his son used to be in, who was a male, used to be in yeshiva, he would call up his father and say, "Where can I eat in the Shabbos?" Because sometimes he wouldn't go home for Shabbos, so his father would say to him, "You could eat over here." We have to approach it with Yerushalayim. That's the key. Correct. The Rav has Correct. Baruch Hashem. The Rav has Yerushalayim, and he's a chokma, and like you said, he, he has contacts, and he's an entree to a lot of people that other people don't necessarily have an entree to. So I think. It's the birth of everything. But let's take a few more the calls concept, to the time. The concept. Yeah, one second. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What did you say? I was going to say the concept of is that if you know that you don't know, you have the ability to be able to say, you know what, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Right. If a person doesn't want to find out, then you're going to be in the dark. Right, right. Okay, next caller, go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, what is the name of the book for the Ryan Okay, the name of the book is Bedikas Hamazon, 
and it's in English. And they have Hebrew, three volumes. But there's a one volume in English. It's about $25. If you can't get it, you call my office. We'll mail you one. So it's, uh, it's our office number, 718-336-8544. The book is called the Medica Salom also. What? Did he make the same thing he made in the Medica Salom? It is Medica Salom. Yeah, but he made it in English, one volume in English two years ago, two to three years ago, and it's very up to date. It's got it's all in English and it tells what's Nogaya to America, so it's a fantastic. It's got nice pictures. Yeah. Because I know there is a Sefer B'nai Ketulim. I want to know if it's from the same guy, from the same person. Rabbi Vaya, V A Y E, in English. Okay, that's how we spell it. Vaya. In Yiddish, in Yiddish, also they have. Yeah, in in Yiddish name, in 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 Russian Kurdish. And also B'nai Ketulim. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Take good care. Go ahead, you're on Cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, can you hear me? Absolutely. Okay, a uh, question is now regarding oxtail. Some some stores have it and some stores do not have it. It goes beyond Nikur. It does not enter the world of Nikur, correct? Oxtail. What, you why could not? pick up a package uh, you could pick up a package of oxtail, let's say, in certain stores like Glockmark or Moshe's. And it has the hechsher both of the OU and the local square hechsher. But uh, some stores like Pomegranate will not carry it because of the, the some of the local rabbis there that have jurisdiction. Okay, so thank you very much. Listen, there, I, why, why, why is that not a Nikur issue? Is it part of the Nikur or it's beyond Nikur? It's called the Schwanz. So the Schwanz goes, enters the Nikur area. Can you tell me what the word Nikur means? Nikum is demeaning to take out the sciatic nerve. No, that that's only small part of Nikum. Uh, so again, the, the, called... the tail the tail is part of the Nikur apparatus, or it goes beyond the Nikur apparatus. Rabbi Winkler, would you like to explain to him what Nikur is all about? I, listen, we talk, we're talk, this gentleman and I talk regularly, so I, I think we could talk on the phone about it. We don't have to explain Nikur now. We're not going to that. No, the I, question I, is now, okay. ox, oxtail does but, enter Nikur or does not enter Nikur? That's the Machlaikas. Okay, so it's the Machlaikas. Thank you very much. A typical Jewish answer. Okay. But it's, uh, it's maybe typical Jewish, but it's true. If it's a Machlaikas, then... <laughs> That's what it is. You know, I'll tell you, if everybody wanted to be Yotze, everybody else, then we would have nothing to eat. But, but, it's, right. the, but, the, but Hillel and Shammai would machabit each other, not by the fact oh. that they served the same oh. food, but they, but they said, you today. can't eat this. I'll put it in front of That's you something right. you can eat. But doesn't mean I have to stop eating it. Just because Correct. you can't eat it doesn't mean I can eat, can't eat it. You you have to follow your rov, and I have to follow my rov, and that's it. There is an interesting piskei uh, I don't want to go into it now, but at Samach Tzedek says something that's absolutely scary. It really was, it, would, it probably will blow everybody's mind, so I don't know if I really should say it, but it's very vakitzer. He says that if you ask, if you're a shayla, if you're a mesopeng and a shayla, you, you don't know the answer to a question, and you ask the lomdim. I don't want I'm not going to explain what the lomdim is. Lomdim might be the lamdanim, the Talmud HaChachamim. It might just be people learning yeshiva. But whatever, you, 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 you go to people who are learning lomdim. They're learning Torah. And you ask them, and, and inst- instead of asking one of the 
Talmidei Chachamim who are known for Psak Halacha, then you're guilty as if you were amazed. If they tell you something and you follow them, you're guilty. That's the, the, so therefore, we do have to go to, uh, to the best Rav available. However, there's a divergent opinion who says, if you ask a firm person, you can rely on that firm person. So there's a split even among the, uh, on this issue. But no question, we have to establish our own Rabbanim. We have to respect the other. That's Rabbanim. right. Respect the other Rabbanim. Otherwise, the other Rabbanim equal. Otherwise, you get no Adrocha and you're, you're totally lost. Absolutely. We only have another minute or so. One more caller. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir's on the air. Yes. Um, hello. What's the halacha regarding regarding sifting flour, whole wheat flour, and regular flour? Is there a difference? There isn't a halacha. The question is how, how common it is to have insects in there. Right. It's not that all that common. In a bakery, I would like to have a sifting. In the house, there are these and those. We try to do it in our house. There is not a requirement to do it. There are some times where the bags are, are, they do have a lot of insects in it, but it's very rare. Whatever you do, whoever suggests to you what to do, fine. You don't, it's not a halacha. This is something you could ask a rov, whoever you ask on anything else, and they'll guide you as to what they think is appropriate. And there's no difference between whole wheat and regular? As far as I know, there's no difference, but it's very hard no, to sift whole No, there is no difference. It's, it's hard to sift There is no wheat. difference. It depends how it's kept. You're going to keep it in a hot place. You're going to have a problem. Depends where, for example, the same answer can't be in America, for example, there are uh, pest control in warehouses and et cetera, and the way it's grown, it's not as uh, prevalent to have bugs. On, but on the other hand, sometimes you have a situation that bugs come from elsewhere. If it's not, you know, if uh, if the pesticide situation within warehouses and etc. is bad, it's going to get everywhere. On the other hand, you have warmer climates where, yes, you do have to check because those would be much more prevalent. So it all depends how it's kept, how it's how it's processed, how it's kept, and etc. As I understand, in American soil, obviously, it's much more prevalent, so maybe there you have to do it. Okay, thank you very much. Rabbi Turkeltaub, the time is really up, and I, I want to tell you, this is only the first time you were here. I'm not going to let you get away with, with this one time. Well, it was great, and I've and I got to have you back on. But I want to say something before, before we go, just mention the, about that other program again. If anybody, any women want to sign up for our uh, vegetable inspection program, the Mote Shabbos, it might be this week, it might be pushed off, but you have to get in because we... We fill up, and then we can't allow anybody else in. So if you're interested in the vegetable inspection program, it's about two and a half hours long with Rabbi David Goldstein. Call us at 718-336-8544. 718-336-8544. Rabbi Turkeltaub, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to answer people's shyness and discuss my, my work that I've taken as a Kurdish and helping people in cautious. I want to tell you something. I learned tonight that there's a, that, that, you're not the, that Rabbi uh, Goldswag is not the only knowledgeable person in cautious in Chicago. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Thank you very much. Well, the, his knowledge is to, to be able to partake of his knowledge to people that would like to learn. Right. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Ben. Bye-bye.